Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Magical Mouse, Episode 1. We are a Disney Parks podcast that focuses on the Walt Disney World Resort and everything around here in Orlando, Florida. Thanks so much for tuning in this week for our very first episode, and we have a big episode for you. But before we get into that, I wanted to just thank everybody for checking out Episode 0, following us on social media, watching and subscribing on YouTube, and so much more. We are excited to get this project started, and we want to just let everybody know that we want to hear from you. So please, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and email us at MagicalMousePod at gmail.com. All details can be found at our website, MagicalMousePodcast.com. This week, we'll be discussing the all-new attraction, Rise of the Resistance, as it is now open at Walt Disney World Resort in Hollywood Studios. We were invited to the media event, a preview on Wednesday, to get a chance to ride the attraction before it opens, so we'll be giving our review, talking about what happened during the media event and everything surrounding Rise of the Resistance opening here at Walt Disney World. And then, for this week on Main Street, Abe, Whitney, Kate, join me, Ryan, for a fun discussion about our favorites. As this is our first episode, we thought it'd be fun to get to know us. What do we think? What are our favorites? What are our dislikes? Get to know a little bit about our Disney favorites, and make sure by the end of the segment to get your favorites in so we can talk about them on the next episode of The Magical Mouse. Thanks so much for tuning in. So, here we go. Let's share the magic. Back in 2015, at D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, Bob Iger, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, announced that Galaxy's Edge, a Star Wars-themed land, would be coming to both Disneyland and Disney World. Back in May of this year, Disneyland opened their Galaxy's Edge, followed by August when Walt Disney World opened theirs. It has been what I think is a success with the theming, the food, and the overall immersion of what Galaxy's Edge brings to guests every day. But it was incomplete. There was another attraction outside of the one that opened, Smuggler's Run, and that was Rise of the Resistance. And now, here in Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, both attractions are open and the land, for now, is complete. Disney invited us, me, out to the media event to cover and get to preview what's coming for Epcot, Riviera Resort, and most importantly, Rise of the Resistance. So, we're going to touch on exactly what happened during that event. It was an incredible time, and we want to thank Disney again for the invite, and let's talk about exactly what Rise of the Resistance is. We're going to be spoiler-free, but we want to talk about exactly what happened during that media event. So as I mentioned, we were at the media preview for Rise of the Resistance, the future of Epcot, and uh, and Riviera Resort, as that's set to open uh, actually this week, uh, or next week, I'm sorry, uh, and there's another media preview coming for the Riviera Resort uh, for local media coming up uh, this week, I think. But anyways, I was out there to cover it for both our show and my Star Wars show, The Force Cast, and Disney was gracious enough to invite us out there as we are locals, and we uh, and I was the one in attendance to check it out. So I'm going to break down exactly what happened on Wednesday, or on Tuesday. It was actually Tuesday through Thursday. So on Tuesday, uh, we we went and checked into our hotel rooms at Coronado Springs. Disney provided uh, hotel rooms for the media that were that were in town, and so 
In there, Disney provided us with a little bit of a swag bag, a media-exclusive Rise of the Resistance shoulder bag, a media-exclusive Magic Band, a BB-8 cup that talks and lights up, uh, and a few other little goodies like a Riviera Resort cutting board, uh, and more. Um, And so that Tuesday was kind of a light day. The only thing that really happened was at 5 o'clock, we got a preview of the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along coming to the France Pavilion in Epcot. It was a nice little sh- uh, show and a preview that they gave us. I think it's going to be a really fun new little attraction uh, and what's going to be a very largely expanded France Pavilion in Epcot in-world showcase. I think what's coming to the France Pavilion is going to make that one of the must-go-to places in all of Epcot, the France Pavilion, uh, with the new section that they're building with the Ratatouille ride coming up, uh, a quick service that's uh, Ratatouille-themed. So there is going to be a lot of fun coming to the France Pavilion. It's going to be a massive pavilion when it's done. So that was a nice little touch. Also, they were set up for on-camera interviews for uh, Imagineering in the Odyssey at the Epcot Preview Center, which I went to, but I did not do any interviews uh, with any of them. But I definitely did check out the Preview Center, which I'd already seen previously. But they had a lot of fun stuff set up in there, and, and there was a lot of talk about what the future of Epcot is. Later that night, there was a media welcome dinner, which I did attend, and uh, some of the speakers there were the lead creative leads and executives for each of the new attractions, Rise of the Resistance, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, uh, and then Bob Chapek, president of uh, Walt Disney Parks uh, Experiences and Resorts, was there to talk about what's coming. It was a lot like a D23 or Destination D presentation where they showed us some concept art, announced a few things, and it was a, it was a nice dinner and a nice little introduction into what's to come. They had a Tron light cycle that you could sit on and take a picture. They had some puppeteers working these penguin puppets, which are part of what's going to be world nature at Epcot. Uh, Then they had uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway set up, and some of the new things, and a Ratatouille ride vehicle, which, you know, that ride is actually already out in Disneyland Paris at at Walt Disney Studios out in Paris, so this isn't a new attraction, but it is new for the States and for Epcot. So... Um, basically, they talked about some of the things that were coming. They made sure to state again that the Epcot overhaul that's happening right now, if you go there, we were just there, uh, and we go there quite often, it is a huge construction zone as they are redoing in what they call the biggest overhaul and change to any park in Disney's history. So they are really revamping and rebooting and changing a lot coming to Epcot. Uh, and they haven't even got started on everything. As we know, things like World Showcase are going to change. Uh, with the France Pavilion, which has already begun. <clears throat> and then also, you know, that other parts of World Showcase, like uh, in, in the UK, we're getting some Mary Poppins stuff, not to mention Spaceship Earth, which hasn't begun. There's a lot coming to Epcot that has not even started yet, but it is a big construction zone. They were sure to tell us it is the, it is the biggest change coming to any Disney park in history. They did talk a little bit about the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Star Wars Hotel coming, and I did want to talk a little bit about that uh, today here on this episode. So the Galactic Star Cruiser, at first when we heard Star Wars Hotel, we thought, oh, this is something that we could book a night or two in. It's going to be really expensive. But as we've learned more, things like D23 Expo, Star Wars Celebration, and now this Rise of the Resistance media event, and this has been released to the public in a press release, but it's going to start uh, taking passengers in 2021. It is more of a cruise. We at first thought that this thing was going to be, like I said, a hotel, but we've learned that it's going to be almost like a two-day cruise, two-day, two-night 
uh, event where you go to the Star Wars hotel. The story is that you go up into space, you go to the Star Cruiser, uh, and then you can do things like go to a casino and place a box, do Jedi training, both adults and children, uh, in your in your uh, sort of cabins. You're going to see space everywhere you go. It's going to be much like Rise of the Resistance, where it's an experience where you go to space and all you do is see space. They're going to transport you uh, from the, the hotel to Galaxy's Edge. There are some questions remaining. Can you leave Galaxy's Edge? Can you go somewhere else in, in the Disney parks? Or if this is this two-day experience only between Galaxy's Edge and the hotel? And like I said, things that happen at Galaxy's Edge will affect you when you get back to the hotel. So there's only transportation from Galaxy's Edge to the hotel. So they want to make you feel like you're still in space. So a few questions still remain. Is this going to be an after-hours thing where you go to the park after-hours uh, because then there's nobody else there. There's a lot of questions. We'll have to see as more details get released. But right now we know that that starts taking passengers in 2021. So let's talk a little bit about Rise of the Resistance. I wrote it seven times during the media preview. I was able to write it with a friend of the show and friend uh, of mine, Lou Mangello, host of WDW Radio, Becky Mankin, who is the uh, prop- proprietor over at MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Uh, we did a one-hour live Facebook from the top above the land speeder garage area they let us up there to do an hour live broadcast you go to facebook.com slash wdw radio lose a friend of mine and the show uh we talked about our initial reactions so a, a real in-depth thing is there where you want we can kind of go in depth no spoilers no spoilers but i will just say this about the attraction uh disney of course wanted us they invited us to this media event so of course we got the experience that no other guest is really going to have because only the media were out to to write it there was never a line longer than 10 or 15 minutes wrote it seven times in one day i will say so we uh, being full disclosure and, and disney invited us and so we don't want to ever think that like oh our opinions are colored but i will say writing it as a lifelong star wars fan as somebody who talks about star wars every week on the force cast it is the greatest Star Wars experience you can have. Whether you're a huge Star Wars fan or not, that doesn't matter. What Disney did here with four different ride uh, systems, ride vehicles, or, or I'm sorry, four different yeah ride systems where it's a dark ride, a screen ride, a Star Tours motion stimulator, it's a walkthrough attraction, just an amazing feat by Imagineering and Disney. When Walt talked about taking you to the movies and you stepping on the stage and going and telling three-dimensional, 360-degree stories, this is what he was talking about. To me, this attraction is the greatest thing Disney has ever done. To me, it blows Flight of Passage out of the water. I've not been on Shanghai Pirates, so I don't know. But anyways, I just cannot believe what I saw, what I experienced, what I heard what I felt, the audio animatronics are some of the greatest audio animatronics ever made because of what they do. At one point, it won't spoil it, but one of the audio animatronics gets almost knocked off their feet. It is an incredible feat. Disney, to their credit, has come up with a virtual queue system so that you're not waiting in a six and seven hour queue, just standing there. You can explore the park. Uh, as the months go on, it'll be easier to board. I know it's really tough right now. We were just there today with my with my dad, and it was we didn't even get in a boarding queue, and we got there at 7 a.m., two hours before the park opened. So I know it's tough, but I will say this. Wait if you can. Wait if you have to. Ride this attraction. So during the media event, we got to hear some things uh, about the future of Epcot. But Rise of the Resistance, let me just tell you, uh, I'm going to play a couple interviews with some Imagineers that they let us conduct here here in just a second, and then we'll get into our, our main discussion segment for this week on Main Street. But I'm telling you, Rise of the Resistance is an absolute game changer. I'm also going to go ahead 
yeah, and play those here in just a second. But I will just tell you, ride it, ride it, ride it, no matter what the wait is. I know sometimes when you think I spent a quarter of a day waiting, and the virtual queue will go away eventually, and fast passes, and once things calm down. But it is worth every bit of hype. They kept calling it the most ambition attraction of all time. And it is, easily. So I, I talked to a couple of folks. You'll hear uh, Brianna, the longer one's Brianna from the art department, the one who actually designed Galaxy's Edge. Uh, you'll hear that. If you want to see some coverage, the best way to do it is go to our YouTube page. So if you go to our website, magicalmousepodcast.com, there's a tab for videos. You click that, it takes you straight to our YouTube page. That's the easiest way to get there. There's a full ride through 1080p HD that we did on the media preview. Not to mention there's two videos with Cody, the lead merchandiser, senior merchandiser for Disney Parks, takes us through the Rise of the Resistance merchandise and the Galaxy's Edge merchandise on video. You can check it all out. They have some really cool merchandise. We recommend that. You can if you if you want to be spoiled, I understand it's tough, but even if you get spoiled, let me tell you, you have to experience this. The sights, the sounds, the smells, the feelings that you see in this, it is the most incredible attraction I have ever seen Disney do. So please, please check out our coverage. Not to mention these interviews that you hear will are also on camera. So if you'd like to see them, definitely check them out on our YouTube page. Uh, this next episode in two weeks, we're actually going out to the festival of the holidays. So we're not going to have just audio, but also video. So please support us on YouTube if you go to magicalmousepodcast.com and check it out. So I just want to give you guys a little bit of nuggets and tidbits that Rise of the Resistance is, I don't think you can overhype it. I'm just telling you, it is the best thing ever. There is a full-sized fin animatronic that of its, in and of itself was in the attraction you'd be impressed, but it's hidden off in a corner that it took me two times to find. Just an amazing, amazing feat by Disney. Congratulations to the Imagineering team and Disney for delivering something that was truly special. So thanks to Disney for inviting us out to the media event. I know they invited me and we covered it for the Forcecast and now for Matt the Magical Mouse. So uh, looking forward to try to bring you guys a lot more coverage. But check out these two in, uh, these two interviews, one with Disney Engineering and one with Disney Imagineering. Two aspects, uh, just short, about six minutes in total of all these. Check these out. Now let's get to our main discussion page. More coverage as we ride Rise of the Resistance. and have We might do a later episode of, or a discussion about it once everybody on the team, Abe, Whitney, Kate, and all of you guys out there have had a chance to ride it. It's going to be probably Probably a little bit of some time, but congratulations to Disney on what seems to be a smooth operating attraction too, because it's broken down a few times, but it's been right back up and they've had a smooth sailing. It is four different ride systems in one, as you'll hear from Disney Engineering here in just a little bit. But again, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We'll get to uh, these interviews with some Imagineers and some Disney Engineering folks, and then we'll head straight into this week on Main Street. I'm here with Danny from Disney, and I, I just got to say, as I've been on this attraction now four times today. I still cannot believe what I've experienced. So just to ask you, you guys have been calling this the most ambitious attraction in Disney history. And I think it's safe to say you pulled it off. Has this been the most rewarding attraction as far as for, for Disney to be able to pull this thing off? Has this been a rewarding experience to see it fully realized? Uh, yeah, our entire team worked years on this. Personally, I worked two years. It's five years in the making. Um, it's such a rewarding experience to get to see it come to life. Um, it's, it's truly an immersive and most ambitious attraction we've ever made. There are multiple different aspects, motion simulator, uh, dark ride, animatronics, uh, screens. There's every Disney attraction basically put into one is what I've been calling it. W was it a challenging to find a way to be able to combine all the different types of attractions and sort of make it into one? 
Yes, I mean, this is over four ride systems, as you said, uh, working together as one uh, to create that one seamless immersive experience to give the guests that feel that they're actually a part of the Star Wars universe. And uh, final question, Batu is now never complete, but it, now it's fully realized with the two attractions and with the land of Batu. How do you think this really fleshes it out? Do you, and I, I agree with this, but do you think now guests can come and fully live a Star Wars story with Rise of Resistance, Smuggler's Run, and Batu overall? I do. I think they can. Um, as part of Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, um, guests could come and they could be a part riding Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. They could be a part of that story, but there was still that element of the First Order and uh, getting to see some of their favorite characters that was missing. And now you've got that story arc where you get to be a part of the Resistance. You get to join that fight and you get to see some of your favorite characters, Kylo Ren, Rey, and, and get to join them in that fight against the First Order. Well, I'll tell you what, it has been mind-blowing. Every single time, it seems to get better. Uh, so congratulations, Danny. And this is the most ambitious attraction that I've ever been on, and it's been executed well. So thank you for your time. Thank you. It's a great experience. It never gets old. I'm here with Brianna, who is one of the art directors for Galaxy's Edge. And we've looked at attractions. We've looked at merchandise. But one of the most important parts of building new lands or attractions or fleshing out new parts of Disney parks is the art and the planning and all of that. And Brianna is one of the art directors of Galaxy's Edge. So, Brianna, um, I'll ask you this. This is such an immersive land, one of the most immersive lands that Disney has done. Did that bring a new challenge for the art department? Was it more fun for you guys to be able to flesh out every inch of this place? What's really amazing about working on a project where an IP is so well known is there are so many resources. And I think that we had amazing groups of artisans who all had that touch point to Star Wars like we all do. And then that idea that... In Star Wars, it's all something that came from our real world, and we just like tweak it a little bit and make it a little different. That's what brings it to, into that Star Wars element. So this place has so many nooks and crannies, so many different sections, First Order, Resistance. We're in the droid alley right now. Um, part of your job is to sort of make the little details and, and get this land to feel like it's lived in and that this is a real place. Do you have a favorite of the sections of Batu that you worked on? Is there one that just you just love to look back on it in the design of, of that section of Batu. So actually right behind us is one of my favorite elements that I don't know if many people know about. Um, the crash probe droid was shot down by the villagers on Batu because they you know, were the outer rim, they're a little skeptical of people and they do not want to be infiltrated. So there's actually, if you walk just out this way, there's a crater in one of our entrances and that's where the pod crashed from the probe droid. And then they strung them up here and they were like, None of this. We don't want any allegiance like this in our village. Wow, that's awesome. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, this, uh, this droid alley is actually one of my favorite parts of uh, Batu. But um, so can you tell us a little bit about when you go to the different factions, so First Order, Resistance, how you guys decided on how those might look based on those organizations. The First Order is very sleek. They really like red uh, and that kind of thing, as opposed to Resistance, who's a little more earthy and a little more natural. Did you, can you talk about how that sort of the planning into each section went? Uh, for First Order and Resistance? Yeah, so one of the really important things about designing an immersive theme park is no, giving people a wayfinding device. And part of that is creating visual identities that maybe people don't really process immediately, but they know, oh, it's sleek and shiny, that is First Order. Oh, it's got some dust on it, it's got these natural earth tones, mineral colors, that's very Batuan. Oh, it's sort of like military gear, Resistance. So all of those things we made sure that, like in the color of our crates, that they felt like they belonged to the allegiance of the, the group of people they belonged with. 
So is it safe to say you mentioned the story of the probe droid, which most of us think it's just a probe droid. Would you say, uh, coming from the art department's perspective especially, is there a story to everything that we're looking at, uh, for the most part, obviously, but is there a story to everything that we see here, and is there a way uh, that we can experience this story? I would say there was the intended story, and then there is the story that the guests themselves like bring to it. Because as we watch them walk around, around with our, our characters, our heroes, resistance heroes, those different people are creating like, oh, that crate was where I hid with Vi. Like, oh, that's where I met Chewie for the first time. So we have all of our intended stories, and then as people you know, have their own Star Wars journey here, they bring even more. And sometimes we remember those and talk about it. So I've asked every person from Disney today, have you ridden Rise of the Resistance yet? I have. It's amazing. Most incredible experience I've ever had as a Star Wars fan. Um, but uh, just final question for you. While Disney said this place would never be finished, any of these places, Batu is a living, breathing planet. Everything is happening. Is it safe to say this place isn't finished yet? Oh, 100%. Every time we get our new cast members in and they become the villagers of Batuu, they're like I said, they're bringing their own story into it. You know, when we have new people come to visit, it's it's really truly an amazing place, and I'm so happy that I got to work on it and get to continue to see all the new stories evolving. Brianna, one of the art directors for Batu Galaxy's Edge from WDI, thank you so much for joining me. I'm telling you, folks, get out here. It is the best experience you can have as a Star Wars fan. Thanks so much, Brianna. No All right, everybody, welcome to This Week on Main Street. What this segment will be is our main discussion for each episode twice a month. So we're going to pick the topic. I think we're going to try on social media to give you guys the topic ahead of time so you can give your answers and we can discuss what you guys think because the most important thing is to share the conversation. This is not a one-way conversation. We'll say that over and over again. So please Make sure you get your feedback in every single time. You're going to have a week in between shows to get it in. So we'll always welcome and discuss the feedback that we get. So this week on Main Street is a segment where the four of us will discuss anything related to Disney World and sometimes broader Disney parks. Or if we go see a Disney movie, we want to review it. It could be anything along those lines. And uh, we're going to start out with the most simple and fun discussion I think all Disney fans like to have, and that's favorites. I think this will be the best way for you guys to get to know us a little bit. What's our favorite parks? What do we like to do when we go? And all of that uh, that fun stuff we all think about, uh, whether you're locals like we are or when you're traveling on the plane and you're thinking about getting to your favorite park, restaurant, resort, or any of that. So this week on Main Street, we're talking about our favorites. And the panel is joining me. We're going to start with Abe, and we're going to start with the most obvious one. Abe, what is your favorite park at Walt Disney World? Um, so, my favorite park has probably changed through the years, but I'd say consistently, where I'm at now is, um, Animal Kingdom. Mm. I like Animal Kingdom because even if the lines are long and it's nearly impossible to move around, you can still go in the areas where... They have the animals and see the animals. And it has some of my favorite rides, too, which we'll get into. But um, if I had to choose, I would say Animal Kingdom. And followed closely at second is Hollywood Studios wow. because of Galaxy's Edge. 
And that's that's pretty obvious if you know me. I mean that that makes sense. And Galaxies, honestly, I have not ridden the new attraction, so it's a very strong possibility that Hollywood Studios could take Animal Kingdom as number one. Well, if you got in this part of the episode, you know that uh, I discussed in depth about that attraction and that I think it is the best thing that Disney's ever done. But uh, I don't think we need to keep keep on with that. That's interesting. What's interesting about Animal Kingdom, though, is what you said is that even if the long, lines are long, so like Galaxy's Edge, part of the the appeal of it is that everywhere you look is themed and there's like a, a like you're in that story. Animal Kingdom is very similar to that, but the whole park, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. so Epcot, like sometimes uh, like a hallway is just a hallway or a store is just a store, but like there's different parts of, so when you're in Africa, like everything around you is themed for Africa and like there's graffiti on the walls and stuff like that. So I never really thought about that. Like even if you're just wandering, there's animals everywhere. So yeah, that's uh Animal Kingdom is not where I thought anybody was going to go, honestly. So. Yeah, Animal Kingdom is definitely my favorite. Anybody have anything? Well, uh, let's let's say anybody else Animal Kingdom? No, no. All right. Well, I think I think you're going to be in the, in the minority. So <laughs> you win. Kate, what is your favorite park at Walt Disney World? Um, so my favorite is Epcot, mm. and let's see. The first time I went to Epcot was when was it? I was like twenty. It was 2013. Oh, so you I were 22. Math. 22. 22. Wow. Okay, so that wasn't that long ago. But I ended up loving it. Yeah. And I'm super interested in other cultures. So I really, really like World Showcase. That's my favorite part. Yeah, I remember Japan was your favorite. Like We went there multiple times. Oh, my gosh. That. Yeah, I'd say Japan is still my favorite, but China is definitely close second. I'm super interested in Asian cultures. They have the best stores. They yeah. do have the best stores. Japan. Mm-hmm. When we weren't, I want everything in there. When we weren't locals, you you had to go in the China store and buy one piece of clothing or shoes every I time. I did. I got a shirt <laughs> that I still have, and it, the symbols on it mean like double happiness. So that was fitting. I did not know that's what it meant until I brought it up there to pay for it. And she's like, you want to know what it means? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, what about when it comes to attraction-wise? Are you more interested in Epcot because of World Showcase or because of the things that you can ride or like a little bit of both, you think? Like, are there any rides that are just like, not only is it World Showcase, but I love this ride or is it, is it mainly for the atmosphere of World Showcase, you think? Mostly it's the atmosphere. Yeah, especially with festivals now, too. I would say, out of all the parks, I probably go to Epcot more than I do any of the other parks. Agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's a good, it's a good, like, if you're not, if you're just trying to kill a couple hours, it's a good way to just, like, eat some food, go, you can go there for dinner, grab some dinner, you know, walk around once, and then get out, you know? And it's easy to go to with kids. Yeah. Like, Magic Kingdom is great, but, like... To go to can't get in and, and from, it oh. just takes so long. And yeah. with like toddler-aged kids, you just don't want to go through with that unless you're actually staying there. And I love Magic Kingdom, but I that do is too. always something I, I think it's think that, <laughs> Yes. Think we're going to do an episode coming up about like being locals at Disney. How does it... Ch- for us, we, it changed. For you guys, you've always been locals. But like how, it, how you definitely look at Disney World. I think Magic Kingdom, when I wasn't a local probably would have been my favorite because 
it didn't matter. We were staying up on property. We weren't. I don't know. Epcot was always still my favorite. But for me, like it wasn't. A, but now, like as a local, and you got to park and get out, and it's like I did like it, Magic Kingdom a lot more. It takes like a, forever to. to get to there as a local. Where if you're on vacation, it doesn't matter. You you know you're going to spend all day there. You're going to take a bus or whatever. So, um, yeah. So Epcot. One for Animal Kingdom, one for Epcot. Whitney, what is yours? <laughs> well, now that we all know we hate the Magic Kingdom uh. parking system. <laughs> and I don't know if my opinion is based on nostalgia or what, because I grew up going to Disney World. My next door neighbors were um, uh, high up in the HR department that started Disney World when it back in the 70s. So they took us every year, all the time. And um, we always went to Magic Kingdom. And so it just feels the most familiar to me. And also, I get so disappointed through the year if I can't go to Magic Kingdom and see the decorations for each season. That's a really big thing for me. Like, we just went recently and saw the Christmas stuff, and that was very exciting. And by we, you mean us. Yes, the four of us went. (laughs) but I'm I kind of missed like the Halloween stuff this year, and that was kind of disappointing because they just incredibly go so all out, and it really makes it worth it. But even just the rides and the shows and the smells, and mm-hmm. even like a few years back, they were doing that crazy Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game, which yeah. is was a card game that you could get and you would play it throughout the Magic Kingdom. Like Abe and I would go just to get a card and go play for a little while, and it was yeah. so much fun and it was so innovative, and. Even though it's most of their oldest stuff, uh, it doesn't get old. And that's, I think, what I appreciate about it. Epcot's a close second for me because I do like the uh, festivals and everything. But I think as far as having to rank everything, 100% I would go with Magic Kingdom. Even though leaving after the fireworks. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. It, it's a lot of chores to get to the magic. Like that's honestly, that's not even the thing for me. It's not getting to Magic Kingdom. It's getting out of Magic Kingdom yes. that drives me crazier than that's anything. me. Yeah, I, I don't mind getting in it, especially honestly, when you uh, think that there's a bus and there's not. So you have to take a bus to a separate place and then <laughs> walk across a lake to get to your car. <laughs> Which don't do that, us. by the way. But there is no bus from Disney Springs yes. to Magic Kingdom. Uh, so yeah. know that. Don't now. try to don't try to no, cut the parking for that. Yeah, there's not from Magic Kingdom to Disney Springs. Yes. But I will say that uh, when you get there, honestly, I I kind of like appreciate the monorail and the boat. I mean, it's like it's a fun little thing to do. Well, I'm telling you, when you're, you're on vacation, you've been walking around all day, when you're when you're just covered in sweat. <laughs> yeah, you're when just you're like, I don't. <laughs> and want pixie to deal dust. With this. I think one of the best things that everyone, or one of, one of the most common things that people do when they go on vacation is start at the Magic Kingdom. They start their vacation there. The feeling of being on the boat or the monorail and your vacation is just about to start was one of the best feelings ever because it'd be like day one, you're on that boat, you see everything. You have the energy for it. Yeah, and it's like, it's now it's like, you know, as locals, you go for three to four hours at a time when you go. And it's like, it's a, it's a minimum hour from the time you park mm-hmm. to the time you actually walk through the gate, if you count both ways, like from back from the car and to and from. And you're a lot spend of time we go hour. on weekdays, so we don't want to yeah. spend that time. So it's, it's, that's what's, so we got Animal Kingdom, Epcot, 
Magic Kingdom, and I will not pick Hollywood Studios. I will say that mine has evolved over time. So when I was five and I went in the 90s, MGM Studios was my favorite park ever. Like Same. that's what made me like want to be a movie maker. I remember they were making Mulan at MGM Studios and you could take that tour and you could watch them working on the movie. And the Backlot Tour and Star Tours, the original one and all that like I loved MGM. I wanted to go there all the time. Now that park's not even the same park anymore. It is awesome, and as a Star Wars guy, like Galaxy's Edge is crazy, but that park doesn't... For me, Magic Kingdom was my favorite when you vacation because I'm a huge Disney history guy, so all the history there, Carousel of Progress, Tiki Room, We um, should go Pirates. on a tour. What? One of those behind-the-scene tour things in yeah, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom? Yeah. That's, that is one of the things that Magic offers is, I think, a lot more options. Like, but they're all, they all seem to be paid, right? Like the, the parties are paid, the yeah. tours are paid. So, And their prices are going up. Okay, so since I've become a local, my favorite is, so my favorite park is Epcot. A, it's the easiest. Like I hate to, to use this as an, like why the easiest to get in and out of. But I guess just personally that is the easiest, the easiest parking lot to walk through. Outside, maybe Hollywood Studios might be a little uh, easier. Animal and they've just easy. redone theirs. Animal Kingdom is pretty yeah. easy to get in and out of um, to me. But Epcot, I think it's the attractions. So like Spaceship Earth, although not as good as previous iterations, it's and, and they're about to change all of it. Epcot, which is at the media dinner, and Bob Chapek, who's the president of, of Parks and Resorts, stated that Epcot's change is going to be the biggest change to any park in history at Disney Park. Yeah. So like the amount of change that they're doing. But that's also kind of why I like Epcot is because Magic Kingdom is Magic Kingdom. You've, it's hard to touch a lot in there without upsetting people and like you're worried about changing history and Epcot like, evolves. Yeah, Magic Kingdom I think is supposed to be a, a step back into the past, but like Epcot is supposed to be about the future. And there's always so much changing there. So like they're about to expand in the France Pavilion. Spaceship Earth is awesome. Uh, you know, Soren's a good ride. So there's a lot of good rides. There's the food is probably the best to me. The options are the most plentiful. That's for no sure. doubt. There's no yeah. doubt that Epcot's got the best food. But it's forever changing. So you can go right now during the festival holidays in a month or so. You can go to the arts, and then later on you go to Flower and Garden, then Food and Wine. I think some of the best visuals to look at, like looking out over the lagoon at like a certain restaurant that you're seated at, uh, especially at sunset. Sunset. So pretty. The fireworks shows. You like the new one. Epcot Forever. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen it. So at the, the we had a chance to go to a dessert party at the media event, but I left after the dinner. So uh, I'll be it. honest, the beginning part of the new one made me cry. Mm. It's really good because Walt Disney. Well, they they use his voice and stuff. Oh, it's it's pretty. It's awesome. Well, the new one coming because this is only a year long Epcot Forever. The next one's called yeah. Harmonious, and they did show a little preview of that at the media event. And like I think that they said it's going to be the biggest nighttime spectacular in their history so oh my gosh to be, epcot is supposed to be doing it big is from what i understand so i think it's going to even become more of my favorite because the thing i'm looking forward most to is because as a history guy and like obsessed with walt disney and the history of all of it that was walt's last project Dream. was epcot like that was the last thing it literally as he was dying his brother said that he was like using his finger trying to like draw up plans for epcot like that was his last thing on like earth so like there's a little bit of connection to that where i'm kind of like this was Walt's like, and I think they're going to get try to get it as close to his vision as possible, but like, it's going to look even better. And there's still a little bit there to make you like, they're stepping back in the past. They're bringing back the old logo. They're like, so if you're into history and like the past, they're sort of connecting the new with the old. So I think, cause it always changes. Like 
you know, Animal Kingdom is pretty much going to be the same now that everything's pretty built. Same with Hollywood Studios once Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opens. Magic Kingdom is what it is, but like Epcot's a park that you could always go to and there might be something different happening. Something different to eat, something different to see. Like, even like the cast members that live are in in Orlando as part of like the six month like uh, country program or whatever, those people change out out there every so often. So like mm-hmm. even the cast members are different. So I think there's just, it's an ever changing park which it seems the like point, there's a right? difference between a park expanding and a park evolving. Yeah, exactly. And the other ones maybe expand, it, but Epcot yeah. literally changes. It, it always evolves. Yeah, so there's... And I think there's... You know, I, I learned more about history and Spaceship Earth, I felt like, like of communication than I did in think all the school. Think the Phoenicians. Exactly. I didn't know. I was supposed to thank them for the ABCs, but now I know. <laughs> now you now know. know. Uh, so the food, I think, is best choices. The attractions. There's Thrills with Test Track, Soren... There's characters now with like Frozen and Ratatouille that's about to open up, and uh, they're about to expand the French Pavilion. The Canada. festivals are Canada. Canada, that's right. The festivals are uh, which they're putting Eugene Levy in, in the film now in okay. Canada. They announced that at the media event hmm. um, instead of Martin Short. Which is funny because we, I, me and Whitney had this conversation. We started going through all the Canadian actors, <laughs> and Eugene Levy was one of the ones that mm. came up. He's a, he's gonna be in the new film. So, but yeah, I think they're adding. So they're you know the game that was um, it, when you talk about everything's ever evolving. Remember, it used to be the Kim Possible game. You remember uh-huh. that? Yep. Oh yeah. Now, now it's Phineas and Ferb. They just announced that it's gonna be Ducktales now. That's the new game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they announced it at the media dinner. So that's the texting thing, right? Yeah. So it's like that game that you walk around and you're on a mission and like remember remember we I were always in, see him in the Mexican pavilion we, in the pyramid. Yeah, and remember the uh, like Doofenshmirtz, whatever his name is, comes up when yeah. you go in. That, well, now it's gonna be. They're starting the process to redo it to the new DuckTales. Okay. So I like the new DuckTales. It's, it's so that's ever exciting. evolving. And that's the point of the park is that like you go and every time it'll be so much of the same. Like all the countries are the same. You know the great restaurants are already there. But there's also new things for you to try all the time. And hmm. that's I think that's sort of what Walt wanted. He didn't want everybody to stay the same. Like I think he would actually be mad if he went... And yeah. a lot of this older stuff was still there. It's funny because, I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I appreciate Epcot for that fact. And I think I end up going to Epcot kind of for that reason. And more so, not so, like, even the evolution of it, what happens to Epcot within a year, you know, from the festivals, like you were saying. But one of the reasons I do have always appreciated Animal Kingdom is, like, I know what I'm getting when I go there. And I appreciate that as well. You know, just like, this is my... This is kind of my routine. This is where I always eat. This is where I get to stop and get a drink and blah, 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 and so, forth, so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, each, each have their own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and I think... My, 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 my position on this is not changing, by the way. That whole spiel you did does not change my opinion. Animal I, Kingdom, I already forgot. Animal Kingdom strong. I already forgot what your favorite yeah, was. Yeah, I'm anyway, sticking so. to Magic Kingdom, too. <laughs> so two Epcots, and, of course, we want to hear your favorite. So favorite up next... And I will say the last piece, the most excited that I am about Epcot's new changes is the new Walt Disney statue mm-hmm. that you can sit next to. Yeah, I'm actually Aww. pretty excited about that, too. And you get to take the picture as he's looking out over his last. Ugh, it's heartbreaking. going to be the best. Or statue. heart-wrenching, I should say. They're going to have to like, physically remove me from like just sitting next to that statue the whole time. So, All right, so next up, Abe, favorite attraction at Walt Disney World. Okay, so this goes back to my favorite park. Um <laughs> Even though I, th- I am not a fan and don't care much for uh, th- the film, uh, my favorite attraction is Avatar. Dinosaur. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, close second. Close second. Then Avatar. Um, I think that the Banshee ride, not the river. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, Banshee. Uh, Flight of Passage. Flight of passage. Yeah, Flight of Passage. Um, I think that I mean I, I you know I like I said I have not yet uh, ridden Ride of the Rise of the Resistant Ride of the Resistance. <laughs> um, so, but Disney seems to constantly outdo themselves. And when they did Avatar, which after after uh, Galaxy's Edge, that would pro- oh well, I'm sorry, Slinky Dog, but Avatar was the real, their last real like. Here's us presenting the best we can possibly give. Mm-hmm. You. Innovative, the most innovative, and it is so good. Yeah, the that visuals, ride, the visuals, is at, so at, good to me. The visuals at Pandora alone are like the floating mountains. Oh, like it's amazing. Now that being said. Walking into Galaxy's Edge is a level of excitement that I will not, cannot be matched. Um, But, and if if Galaxy's Edge was an entire park and bigger, then then yes, Hollywood Studios might be my favorite park. But Animal Kingdom is just a bigger park. And I'd say my second favorite attraction is probably Everest. So that's two attractions that are in Animal Kingdom that I love. Um. So yeah, I'd say those those two. All right, Kate. What is your favorite attraction? So my favorite attraction is not in my favorite park. Um, I actually really like Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. I really like that ride. I thought you were gonna say the water slide at Fort Wilderness, but (laughs) 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 must be second. Uh, I guess I didn't know you as well as I thought. All right. So Big Thunder. why, Why do you like Big Thunder? What it's a roller coaster that's not too intense, but it's you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm like, not a huge roller coaster yeah. fan, but I do really like this one. It's just like the right level of, and it's also like a really long ride, which is great. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like, if you happen to get on it when the fireworks are going off, that's cool too. Yeah, oh, that it, it gives cool. you some of the best yeah. looks at. at it's pretty legit. It's like the oh, here's the difference. It's like the OG mine train, but my mine train's five seconds long. It feels like. Yeah. Like yeah, if they, that if is the, really short. If they didn't slow you down in the dwarf cave. Then like mine train would literally be like four seconds and long. My, yeah, mine train is just so short; it's crazy. Like yeah. Everest for me is just so intense, and I, love I feel like when you go backwards, I'm about to die. I think that is like I think Big Thunder is it, it's thrilling and fast, but it's not too like it's not like old school wooden coaster where your back's like dying afterwards. Oh my like the god! Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not like you're not gonna be in my pain. My sunglasses you know. broke on the Matterhorn in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> my back broke on the Matterhorn. <laughs> Uh, yes, I mean Big Thunder is one of my favorite coasters. I think at anywhere, it's definitely definitely um, up there for me. Whitney, what is your favorite attraction? Well, I was gonna say Big Thunder too. Well, it could be you can have two favorites. You both can have that as a favorite. Thank you. <laughs> and so, my reasoning was also yes. If you ride it when the fireworks are going off, there is literally no better view in the Magic Kingdom to watch the fireworks. But also. <laughs> if you get in the back of the train and you're able to watch the people in front of you just getting slung around <laughs> because there's no uh, like yes. real restraint system, it's hysterical. And some of the best like ride videos on YouTube and stuff have come out of Big Thunder Mountain. And it is really long and it it's actually really impressive. Um, if I had to pick a second favorite, it would absolutely 100% be Tower of Terror. <laughs> nope. I love Drops. Nope. And that one, another ride that I think is a lot longer than people think 
it would be for, you know, the amount of time you wait and stuff. And, um, whenever I would go with like my brother or whatever, we would do the penny game where you hold a penny in your hand when it drops and see how far up it. They don't let you do that anymore. Any. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know, but I did it. <laughs> I did it with my sunglasses once and I just lost them. <laughs> was that on accident? <laughs> yeah, I was not on accident. And, yeah. Uh, and they were expensive sunglasses, but uh, don't don't do, don't try it with your sunglasses. Do it with a penny, not your sunglasses. By Abraham Couch. Wait, is it the DC version down here, or is that just Disneyland? DC. DC Marvel. Oh no! Is it just Marvel? You mean <laughs> I don't know. Of the Galaxy? Uh, I don't know. DC sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Marvel. 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 Okay. Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know no, anything about that. Stuff. It's like still DC, just Tower of the Tower of Terror <laughs> down here. Yeah, it's Guardians. Okay. ACDC. Okay. AC, yeah. No, you're Aero, that's Aerosmith. Uh, <laughs> still not Aerosmith, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's Hello, fine. Tower of it's fine. Also, so, did anybody watch the movie when it came out? I did. Because. I, that was great. Uh, uh, no, it's that uh, Steve Steve Gutenberg. I think he, anyway. Continue. Was in it? I think he I was saw it on the Disney Channel know. when I was a kid. That's yeah. I remember. Yeah. So I don't. Know. Great. It made me want to live in the forties. Um. So my favorite is I'm gonna I want to pick like my favorite before this week. So my favorite now is Rise of the Resistance. I think is the greatest thing Disney's ever done. It's the greatest. I, I don't care if you're a Star Wars fan or not. It is an incredible attraction. Like it's 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 unbelievable. What's well, their next again? It's their next innovative. And my thing is, after you get off, I said this on WDW Radio. I said this on our on the Forcecast. I'll say it on our show now. It is like I don't know if it's possible to top it. Like I just don't know what you could possibly do. Like it is. And I understand that I've been. I am one of like the few people on Earth that have been on it. So I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I don't want to like rub it in anybody's faces, but like it is, like I cannot believe, I like the fact that it's, and I understand that how I wrote it was I didn't wait in line, I got the like I got the best experience. Like when there's when they're trying to funnel th- people through, I got the experience that they want you to have when they design these rides, so I understand that. Like and when you when you're, there's like 900 people in line and they're trying to, it might not be as as fully like fleshed out as it was for us that got to preview it, but. It is the greatest thing that I think you'll ever. They're do trying Disney. to create that experience for everyone. Yeah, I think I think you have to. Like I, I said this multiple times. I don't care what the weight is. You have to do this. This is. I, I think that after this ride opens, Hollywood Studios will take because what I, uh, my experience with Disney is a long experience where, I, I grew up in Orlando. Like Orlando is all I know. Yeah. And, I, wasn't really allowed to go to Disney, uh, or my parents just didn't couldn't afford it we just never went to disney the only time i went to disney was usually for epcot and it was usually because of field a, trips. a, a field trip um so i remember epcot more distinctly than anything else um that being said when i met whitney for the when I, we first started dating i our my first birthday present to her two months into us dating was season passes to disney ka-chow <laughs> So after that, I started really going to Disney all the time. And, and Hollywood Studios at that point was, we went to Hollywood, like when we first got those tickets, we went to Hollywood Studios more than we went to mm. anywhere else. And there was nothing there. There wasn't Pixar. There wasn't no. Star Wars. It and was I just, just regular old MGM. Hollywood Studios. And I did have a little bit of nostalgia for it. Only because when I was really young, we went to Hollywood Studios. We, I've been to, when I went to all the parks when I was really young, except for Animal Kingdom, because it didn't exist back then. And there's distinct things that pop out in my head. 
And for Hollywood Studios, the thing that popped out in my head was Ninja Turtles. I was obsessed with Ninja Turtles hmm. at that age, and they used to have Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they were out. there. The Power Rangers were there at yep. one point. Yeah. And so I loved them. So there was like this nostalgia that was there. When they open up, when they bring, okay, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, more than I am a Disney fan. And when they bring a experience that you can actually experience Star Wars as if it was a real thing yeah. in the city I live in, that's yeah. amazing. That's incredible. Wait, wait. Okay, so you went on field trips to Disney. Yep. We went on field trips to like Lake Winnipesoka. <laughs> and I want people to look that up. Google it. I need people to Google it and just see. But your kids the are going to grow up going to Disney on field trips. So. Yes. And the cannonball. <laughs> that is all I have to we say. We went to Google. Disney and Kennedy Space Center. So we had yeah. it pretty good here in Orlando. Lake Winnie or Red Clay? Look That's, them up. That was ours. But, but that being said, I am so excited about Rise of Resistance. Here's I mean, what I could not. So the goal, like Walt's dream of Disneyland at first was to take the movies and make them like three-dimensional and like put you as the star in the middle of the movie. This is the full realization of that. Like, I'm not joking. They do things on this. Uh, I'll just give you one teaser, an example. Okay, so everybody that was, all the media that was used to riding Disney rides, you know how you walk into a room, like you walk into the stretching room at the Haunted Mansion. And then you know you're entering a building, so you come out a different door, right? Because when you walk in, you're in the elevator. Well, Disney thought of that. So the point of this ride is, is you start out on the planet Batu, and then they take you into space. And the rest of the ride takes place in space until you land back down. That's so cool. Well, what they do is, when you enter the ship that takes you to space, and it, it's a motion simulator, everybody's standing there, there's a story happening, and, and it moves around. I won't spoil it. But when, when we land, you know, when we got boarded onto the Star Destroyer, everybody turned ready to walk into the show building. Will they somehow make it to where you actually go out the door you went in? Wow. So you're entering the show building, and everybody thought you're just going to walk through, but they actually did something, and I still don't know how they did it. They did something to make it to where you go out the door that you came in, so they make it really seem like you're in space. Because then when you walk out, the ship that you entered is in the Star Destroyer. You turn around, and there's the ship you just entered. So it's almost like you actually went to space. They thought of literally everything. Okay, I want to change my first answer. Uh, Hollywood Studios is my favorite park. I'm so there's a, there's a fully just from your comfort. Just they from use you a lot of cast it, members, though, so, right? Yes, and I'll put yes that that to to once you actually get in the ride vehicle and start the cast members end. It's all animatronics, screens, motion simulator, but it's about a 20 minute experience, and only about five minutes of it's in the vehicle. It kind of like a little bit reminds me of Great Movie Ride where you start out with the cast member yeah. and then the animatronics take over yeah, but then yeah, the yeah, cast yeah. member is in character the whole time. Yeah. Every cast member you see is in character like it's and, and That's pretty cool. You I don't want to rehash a lot of what I said at the top of the show. Sure, but sure. I'll say this, my last piece about it and then I'll give you my attraction that was my favorite before this cuz I guess that's not really fair. Um is there was the first time I wrote it there is a full there's there's two different options if you get on one color blue or one color orange it's pretty much the same ride but two vehicles are going at the same time and if you're on the orange you go this way if you're on the blue you go this way and you end up meeting back but in the ad at room you get separated mm -hmm. so but uh, each one you see a fin animatronic but it's off in the corner it's a it's like one of the most impressive animatronics that it, that it is but it's off in the corner where if you're not paying full attention you miss it that's how like that's how detailed this ride is and there's full scale really impressive audio animatronics that, that you might miss because there's all there's so much more to look at. Like I thought 
first time I saw it, that John Boyega was down there. Like I thought That's they were playing cool. a prank on us. Wow. And then I had to write it again to see that it was an animatronic. So. Which at the media preview, John Boyega being there wouldn't be the most. That's what it wasn't. So, like I thought for a second, I was like, wait a second. Because I was doing a ride through video for our YouTube channel. Right. So I was like, wait a second. That was John Boyega. And then I had to write it again. And I was like, that wasn't John Boyega. Um, it was his voice. And it was him as an audio animatronic. My favorite before this open is Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. That's that a good is one. Classic. You get a drop, you yep. get the boat ride, you get the song. It's it's like a fully now, built set. That's pretty. You Disney World version yeah. or Disneyland? Oh, version? Di- I like Disneyland. Disneyland version, but it's supposed to be longer and Disneyland, Disneyland is my favorite. Disneyland, we didn't get to yeah. ride it because it was under construction when we went. That's the first oh. one I ever rode. And actually, I want to change my answer to my favorite ride. Steals Avatar. My second favorite is Indiana Jones at Disneyland. Oh, that if we're including so both good. parks, yeah. Yeah, that I love it. But I still think Avatar is above. Uh, Just wait till you go on Rise of Resistance. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> Flight of Passage looks lame compared to what you're about to do. Um, <laughs> so good, though. Uh, so I will say Pirates. It's classic. It's got the song. It's got like, you, you feel like you actually did get transported to this pirate ravaged town uh it's very impressive for you for the day that it was made too. i want to ride the well, tokyo it's, version it's crazy shanghai oh shanghai shanghai whatever. well that's what actually Whichever what shanghai is supposed to be different shanghai it's so uh here's May here's Zing. how good Sh- we've watched ride videos but here's how good shanghai is so those of you who know lou mangello of wgw radio i was on his facebook live reaction show and him and becky who is his uh she's on a show a lot she owns a travel agency a lot of you know who Becky Mankin is in the community. They've been to Shanghai before. And so when we started talking about what attractions are better now, we got off Rise of Resistance. I'd been on it four times at the time. They've been on it three times. So everybody was asking us on the live Facebook feed, what is, is this the best ride of all time? And Lou was like, I'm trying not to be prisoner of the moment, but like it's, it's better than Flight of Passage. And then Becky, who they had been to Shanghai together, said that it's neck and neck with Shanghai Pirates. That's how good Shanghai Pirates is. That she got off of that, and wow. it was still neck and neck with it. So it, it's... Is that at, is that at Shanghai... Or Shanghai Disneyland. Is it sea, though? Uh, no, that's Tokyo Disney Sea. So Shanghai's okay, in China. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, that's why I got confused, right, too. Okay, let's do a little geography. So China... <laughs> is, right, is big. You know, uh, <laughs> Japan is small. So let's do... There's Hong Kong. Let's go away from the... The parks for just a second. Do overall Disney. Hey, what is your favorite Disney movie? It could be animated. It could even, if you want to, because Disney, this Disney's such a big umbrella now that pretty much any movie that comes out, there's about ninety five percent chance yeah, it's a Disney movie. Good, that, My favorite Disney cheating. movie is Simpsons the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, obviously, well, we haven't seen uh, what is it? Spies in Disguise with Will Smith and Tom Holland coming out Christmas Day where. Will Smith is animated and becomes a pigeon. We haven't seen that yet, so we'll, yeah. we'll reserve judgment. But um, I, uh, I mean, obviously, if I had to choose, it'd be Star Frozen Wars. Frozen 2. Oh. Frozen 2 Star Wars. <laughs> I haven't seen Frozen 2. Thank you very much. Um, you have seen it? I have not. Oh, yeah, have it's good. Um, you should see it. Not. It's good. Um, I and I want to, I will see it. I, I like Frozen 1 fine enough. But. Um, I, I'm not going to say, I, I, you know, just for the sake of yeah, we'll take we'll take the recent accusations like, out of it. Yeah, we'll even take I'll even take Marvel out of it because you yeah. know, um, if I were to go to like classic Disney, don't count the Airbud sequels. Airbud. <laughs> no, anyway, <laughs> it's your fault for bringing up Airbud too. Um, I would have to say, uh, and I watched this the other night on on Disney Plus. It is got to be the Jungle Book. 
mm. the original Jungle Book. The music is, to me, perfection. Um, the music is Louis good Prima is one of my favorites of all time. And I, the movie's great too. It's just a great movie. That was um, Walt's Walt's last animated movie too. Yeah. So, so. I'm gonna go Jungle yeah. Book. Um, if I'm if if I can just qu- throw in a quick aside with uh, Pixar, Wally. I freaking love <gasps> Wally. I love that movie. Yeah. Pixar definitely counts. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. Say, I mean, Pixar counts, but I would say I'm still saying Jungle Book. Yeah. But even I, I just gotta throw like a, a honorable mention to Wally. That is honestly in a Pixar movie is just so good. Yeah, but uh, that's true. Uh, also, that uh, way, okay, Kate, take it because I, I'll just keep going. <laughs> well, we already know hers is the cat from outer space. So, Whitney, <laughs> <laughs> and back to you, Kate. <laughs> Wait, that's a movie? Yeah, it was on Disney Plus. Oh, so remember the cat comes down from the spaceship and they're like, huh? "Oh yeah," cat. with that like glowing. Yeah, check it out, Disney Plus, the cat from <laughs> outer space. Okay, well, we all know my favorite movie. It's Pocahontas. Just tops it. When, Just, did, when did you see it? I well, came out in 95. So did you see forever it in ago. No, I didn't get to see that one in theaters. My parents did not take us to see movies in theaters very often. Um, so, but I used to act it out in my living room. I knew all of it word for word. I had a cassette tape of it. Um, but a really, really close second from Pocahontas is Mulan, and I did see that one in theaters, and I got to see that one in theaters because I had a tooth pulled, and my mom took me to see it after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, <laughs> but no, I really, really that new I trailer Mulan. though. Uh, I won't let myself watch it yet. I can't. It's so good. <laughs> I'm really excited. You would love it. I know. I'm. Really, really excited. So we got Jungle Book, Pocahontas, Whitney, your favorite? Um, my favorite classic is definitely Sleeping Beauty. And uh, I love the music, but also I had a, a VHS of it that had like a behind the scenes after you watched the movie. So it showed you how the animators uh, basically drew all the scenes and it showed Walt Disney coming in and having his opinion on everything. And they did this cool thing where they had a live action actress come in and dance the scenes as Aurora. And they had a Prince Philip come in and dance with her. And that's how they, I think that's on Disney plus under the sleeping beauty. Is it? I haven't seen it yet. So if you go on on all the movies on Disney plus, there's an extras tab. Uh, yeah, I had the original voices, uh, uh, Eileen Wood. No, that's Cinderella. Anyways. Um, can't remember. But anyway, she came on and did an interview about, you know, not sure if she could sing it, but she could. And it was really interesting to me. And as somebody who was interested in, you know, theater and that kind of thing, that extra VHS thing really made an imprint on my mind. So that might be why Sleeping Beauty is such a, a favorite of mine. But watching those extras was really something different. I like the music in that movie. Yeah, it's so pretty. I like it a lot. I'm looking at Disney Plus right now under the extras. Um, so, so uh, honorable mention of Disney Channel movies, Alley Cat Strikes. Nobody knows it, but it's the best one, and it's definitely a signature bowling move. If anybody needs to hit a split, I would let me let me protest. Um, Whitney's tried that signature bowling move on <laughs> it doesn't work. several occasions. It actually does not work because I'm not Alley the hero Cat of a movie. Strikes is a fraud. <laughs> It's on there, but so, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it does all the uh, artwork and everything. It's really interesting. If you have time to watch it, absolutely do it. 
<sighs> it's a cool insight to their animation process back then. Behind the scenes, that's one, actually my favorite part of Disney Plus is seeing what extras are on all the movies. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even know that, yeah. so I'm going to do that from now on. Um, there's like deleted scenes from Sleeping Beauty. I didn't know they had deleted scenes. That's awesome. Like yeah. It's, on, it's on, on Disney Plus. So my favorite is a tie between Aladdin and Lion King. Mm. Those are like the first movies I ever saw. I thought you liked Hercules. It was my favorite. Ooh, though. It's really, really good. good. Hercules. That's, good that's what I'm saying. You go down this rabbit trail and you can start like throwing Hercules. Yes. Hercules and Oliver and Company are to me the most underrated. Okay, movies. so my brother was obsessed with Oliver and Company when two. we were kids. Because my when I grew up, the one I wanted to watch all the time was The Great Mouse Detective. Also, nobody ever nobody had it, so it was a novelty. Yeah. That's his sister's favorite movie, apparently. Ryan's sister. Yeah. That's his. That's her. His. Her. But whatever. So the first. <laughs> First one was Aladdin and Lion King, the first movies I saw. And to tie it into the parks, too, so I was born out in, in California, and I went to Disneyland a lot as a young child. Even, like, I think my first time to the Disneyland was six months old. And um, and there was actually... So Lion King was out right then, like, in hmm. that year that I was going, and uh, there was a Lion King parade. So all my first pictures of my trip to Disneyland was like uh, Simba. It was like a Lion King theme. And I don't know how many times I've been told that you had a Pumbaa hat. <laughs> well, that, I just now stopped wearing did that. It like, <laughs> did it like have a button that you push and it farted? You wore it at your <laughs> wedding. Yeah. All those things are true. Uh, yeah, it's actually in our wedding pictures. So it's a tie um, between Aladdin and Lion King. Um, just depends on what the mood I am. But I, those are the first ones I saw. They, that was in the heart of Disney's renaissance that started with uh, sleep, sleeping, uh, sleeping Beauty started with Beauty and the Beast and mm. Little Mermaid and pretty much ended right around Mulan. That Actually, right Aladdin there. is a is like my third. I love that movie. Yeah. It's Aladdin's and it's great. like one of the few love that it. actually had direct to to VHS sequels that were good. Yeah, King yes. of Thieves. Yes. Um, another honorable mention for me. That's also a. Uh, I feel like it just got not not just didn't get a lot. Of, it got a lot of attention at the time, and now it's kind of getting pushed aside. Is Inside Out. Oh, that's right. such a good movie. Oh, yeah. Not only is it just like a really good movie, but man, it the message behind that movie is just really, really good. Yeah, that Star movie, man. great movie. As a man with a full beard, chokes me up every single time. <laughs> okay, it does. It it really that movie just gets me. Yeah, the the part where she's just like, I just want to go home. Oh my. Anyway, we gotta move on to the next subject. Abe's crying. I can't. So. Yeah, I'm crying. Uh, Ryan, help me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our favorite movies. We got Jungle Book, Pocahontas, Sleeping Beauty, and Aladdin. We'll go Aladdin. Um, let's see. We all went pretty classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite festival at Epcot. Mm. This will be tough. But Abe? No, this is actually not tough for me. Although the food is the best at Food and Wine, obviously. And that's main reason I go to a festival He's is for the food. Uh, my favorite is Festival of the Arts. Oh, I was wrong. I love Festival of the Arts. Um, the food is like so-so. They've got some, you know, last time I went, they had some food that was decent. But just... Deconstructed waffle. What? No, that was not what I had. <laughs> um, it was nothing deconstructed. It was probably something in Mexico, as it is in every festival. Um, but just like the fact that you're... It just gives you the same thing. It, it's as if you were taking food and wine but then adding another element to it, which is like all the artwork. That artwork, and there's some of those booths that you go to. I've got a piece of artwork. Well, I've got several pieces of artwork in my house. 
that are from that um which shoot now i just thought of another disney movie that it might be my favorite no 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 oh no, my no, goodness no, 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 we're no, past we're that there. we're not going there but it's i got this i got a piece of artwork <laughs> sorry so i'm just going to mention this movie it's uh the robin hood uh voiced by one of my favorite musical artists of all time even more than louis even more than louis prima is roger miller roger miller is probably in my top 5 favorite artists of all time Fight me, bro. Um, but seriously, no that 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 festival is just so good because the artwork there is top notch artwork. I mean, really, really good artwork. When well, you meet some of the right originals, in, yeah, and it's just right there in front of you. And and a lot of that artwork is created by people that actually work in the Disney Imagineering Studio. That yeah, yeah. Create, and it's yeah. just anyway, I could go on and on, but that is definitely without a doubt my favorite festival for Kay. that reason. What is your favorite festival? Actually. I agree with Abe. Mm. I really, really, really like the artwork. And my, like my first time going to that festival was this past time. Was that the? F- that how many the times time have they done went. it? That's the first time. It's not the first time they'd done. No. They'd done it. It's like the f- it's it's a newer festival though. Yeah, it's, it's the newest. Yeah, yeah. It, it may have been the second year last year, maybe at the most. Yeah, I don't. It was the, I last be year was the first year I went. But I was just like, this is exactly it's what amazing. I want yeah. from all the rest well, of the I will, festivals. I will say, I didn't realize how much I had liked it until... So at the at the media center for the media preview, they had a guy on the floor doing that thing with a chalk. Um, as you enter the media center, he was just sitting there the entire day at the media preview at Epcot, just sitting there doing his art on the floor. And I forgot about how much like that so was cool. such a fun time oh, to see yes. all this. Yeah, like so the 3D cool. thing. He was doing a frozen. I think it was a frozen two piece. I don't remember what he was doing exactly, but so as you walked in to do your thing, he was just sitting there the whole time doing it. And I forgot how much I enjoyed that festival. Yeah, yeah. that festival is amazing. I do like food and wine for the food. Obviously, it's, but it's so like, good. It's like taking that concept of just adding booths for food, yeah. but then adding another element to it, which I love. Yeah, the art is amazing. Well, I think the food has gotten so good at the other festivals it's now true. that it food and true. wine. There, it doesn't jump too far ahead. That's true. Yeah. Um, based on the food alone, like there are more food choices, yes, but the food is good at the booths to where, like, if you go for the food, you get good food plus with these other festivals. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Whitney, what is your favorite festival? I gotta go with Flower and Garden, and uh, mostly because I think that it's a little bit scaled down from food and wine, but the food options are. I think just as good and maybe there aren't quite as many booths, but they still add enough to make it as big as food and wine. And you like a little bit get the artistic aspect in the gardening itself. It I is mean, pretty. the flowers that they put on are insane and they do it so ahead of time that it, you know, they put the effort in um, and it's not just, you know, commercialized or whatever. Yeah, because it, it does, it, it like it too, like art, uh, like the art festival, adds another element. It mm-hmm. adds the food, which is really good, which is probably the second best as far as food is concerned. In your opinion. And then, in my opinion. Um, it's my opinion. And then, um, but then it also adds that other element of like, they've got all this tapest or uh, what are they called? Not, not tapestries, they're not tapestries. Topiaries. Topiaries. <laughs> Nerds, but <laughs> flower nerds. You're taking my spot, so you don't get to call us nerds. <laughs> no. But I'm just saying it does add another element to Yeah, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know that they made a, um, 
Halloween version of uh, Airbud called Spooky Puppies. What? <laughs> uh, let's go back. They made a space <laughs> one. I know that. I, yeah, I knew about the space pups or whatever. Um, I'm going to change my answer to Spooky Puppies. <laughs> spooky Buddies. I apologize. Came out in 2011. Spooky Puppy Buddies. Spooky Puppy Buddies. Spooky, there's also Super Buddies. We'll get to that later. Wow. And Santa Buddies. Santa, wow. I knew there's a Santa whole saga buddies. that we're just not even paying attention to. Um, <laughs> there's a line of dog that you have to pay a lot to own. Uh, my favorite festival is actually, maybe it's because I just went there, but it's the Festival of Holidays. Oh, it's yeah. the shortest. It's a month long. But I, I'm a huge fan. My favorite time of the year is the holidays. So Christmas mm-hmm. is my favorite season of the year. The weather here is perfect. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think everyone's in a slightly better mood around the holidays. It's we haven't taken the kids to that festival yet, have we? Uh, no, no, we went. We went last year for a day or two before our passes blocked out. No, I went with uh, you right. guys. Yeah, I went with you guys. Yeah, we okay. went. We went. Mm-hmm. Um, the, oh yeah, the Christmas, the massive the cookie thing. Yeah, they have the cookie trail. The yeah, ma- yeah, the, yeah, the, the massive right. tree is up. I, I think all around Walt Disney World Resort, it's decorated for Christmas everywhere you go. There's a form of Christmas music playing everywhere. It's my favorite season. The food is actually really good. So. At the media preview, you know, we they had a, a dining card for all of us to use, and there was an Epcot scavenger hunt they did for the media where it was digital. So the part of the scavenger hunt was to go around to different booths and get, like, certain stuff. So I started it, and I started in France. I only did one stop, and then I stopped and left. But uh, I got this salmon that was, like, the cold salmon. Was that in the La Chaim oh, booth? Abe's favorite. Yeah, in the France, in the France pavilion. Oh. Um, and there was fresh-made bread so that you could, like, dip it in the salmon. So the food is really good, and in every most pavilions, the way that the countries celebrate Christmas, you can experience it at a certain time. That's so like really cool. The German Santa Claus—I forget what country it is—but there's like a. Uh, that's cool. That is yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, and you can see it's how different Norway. And it is Norway, really cool. yeah, uh, you can see how different culture. When the I was in France, Santa. some guy had came out in France and was telling some sort of doing some sort of holiday thing when Pierre I was standing Noel. there. I, yeah, yeah, continue. So that you get to experience other cultures for the holidays. I think holidays is my favorite time. It's when most families are together, friends come together. Like it's where most people come together. It's not so hot, so everybody's not in such a terrible mood. Um, it's it's not as crowded as the other festivals because it's only a month long. People don't come to Epcot for the festival holidays. I don't think a lot of people make food and wine a special trip, flower yes, and garden. Absolutely. There's no drink around the world there, T-shirts yeah. during yeah. the festival of the holidays. Yeah, if you go to food and wine <laughs> on Saturday about 4 p.m. You forget it. It is like, yeah, it. it's like that scene in Lion King where Mufasa gets taken away. Like you just, yes, if beasts. you were to jump up, you would just be taken away. By Humans the are wildebeest. Uh, so, um, it's Christmas themed. So it's all, it's, it's, it's Christmas themed everywhere you go. Different cultures. Everybody's in a better mood. No one's there for that. It's the shortest one. So it's sort of the most special where if you only go to Epcot twice, that month, then it, that's all you get to see. Where like food and wine feels like it goes on forever now. Where it's like, oh, it this does. is still happening. It's like three uh, months forever. Yeah, and so there is actually Christmas topiaries too. Um, so like Mickey and Minnie and, and different topiaries. So you get a little bit of the flower and garden aspect of it. Um, so it, to me, it's just because maybe it's I just love the, the season, but like all of the and you also have the candlelight uh, processional or whatever. Uh, that, oh, oh right, good call. Um, a lot of celebrities are in town. Neil Patrick Harris was in in Epcot while we were doing the preview, so um, just a lot of cool like elements to it. So a quick shout out to um, some of my friends at Epcot. Um, Mariachi Cobre, <laughs> who might be my favorite band of all time. Um, in the Mexican that down, pavilion. Um, they are so good. And they do a special uh, musical, like a Mexican uh, traditional 
telling, and I guess in the Mexican tradition, their tradition is to um, tell the nativity. Tell the nativity, but specifically the uh, story of Mary and Joseph knocking on the doors and looking for a place to stay. Mm. Anyway, that's awesome. It's really good. It's um, it's a very different thing than they normally do. And anytime you can go to Epcot, and it's crowd stop interactive. And see Cobra, right? They are one of the best mariachi bands in the world and we have the fortunate um luck to have them in our back you know backyard uh, basically yeah. but yes also their their festival uh presentation is really good so let's do lightning round as we're approaching the hour and that's about how long we do it so you don't have to really throw an explanation on these um favorite snacks something that you can Go real quick, you know, not just what you would qualify as a snack at Walt Disney World. Yep. It doesn't need an explanation. It's the Dole Whip. Kate. Kate, Favorite snack? This is too hard. Um, Pretzel. Pretzels are good. Uh, Add on to that uh, cream cheese pretzel in Tomorrowland. Mm. There's something about Disney World popcorn for me. It is like the best popcorn. Hot. Get a Coke nice. and a popcorn. Nice yellow color. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm out. That is the, <laughs> the, you smell the smell. It's better at Magic Kingdom for some reason, but it's actually better. Disneyland has the best popcorn. For some reason, they do something so different to it. I don't know what. But Disney Disney popcorn and, and a Coke at a, at a cold I can get behind that. 20 ounce. That's it. Okay. Wrap this up, I Ryan. said lightning round for you, okay? Rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, favorite quick service restaurant? Um, quickly qualify quick service as opposed to sit down. So, like to sit, like for example, no reservations, no reservations, and this could be in any park. Any it park. does not count the booths at Epcot. No, it can count resorts, but not. So you know, every resort has a quick service, right. like Captain Cooks, uh, or you know, any of the quick service restaurants at some of the resorts. Uh, my favorite is uh, Pizza Fari. Pizza Safari at, uh, at 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 Animal Kingdom, Kate. Um, um, the one I can think of off the top of my head is in Magic Kingdom. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Which what do we have there? Uh, um, you got Cosmic Rays. We got um, Liberty Tree uh, Tavern. It's across Pecos, from Pirates. Pecos Bill. Yes. Oh. Pecos, Pecos Bill. Bill. Pecos Bill. The uh, Mexican cuisine. Yes, uh-huh. that one's really good. Got some good nachos. Yes. Uh, mine would be the place in Pandora where you can get some real good oh, noodle dishes. Yes, real fast. Oh, yes. Really, I yes. forgot about I'm that one. Back and me too. I'm agreeing one. with That's Whitney. Really that one is really good. Three points yeah. to me. <laughs> Two words. Casey's Corner. Oh my God! Casey's Mini corn dogs. Foot long <laughs> chili Mini dogs. Mini corn dogs. Casey's Corner. But I'm still <laughs> sticking to Whitney's. But Casey's Corner is a close, close second. Foot long macaroni and cheese. Chili dogs. Yeah. Pizza Fari is really good too, though. So I'm sticking to that. I'm changing uh, it all around. Oh my God. <laughs> Pecos Bill, Casey's Corner, uh, Satuli Canteen, good. Pizza Fari. Um, best quick service in Epcot, really quick. Is it Japan? You think? Oh. China. Actually, I like China. I agree. China, China. Trying to think. Or the cantina in Mexico. You know what I just recently realized? Talking to me. Actually, the Mexico. But that's me. But not just in Mexico. There's the cantina, and then there's the 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 margarita margarita place, and they have really good tacos. Actually, yeah, those tacos tacos. are really good. Trio tacos, and they have El Pastor tacos that are really good. Um, Underrated that I just actually discovered, and I feel like an idiot. You know, they they're, they were original plans for Germany was a boat ride, and that's why that mural is back there. I didn't realize there was a quick service place back there. Yeah. I did, in Germany? You mm-hmm. can get a bratwurst anytime you want. Oh. 
that's changed to my favorite, and I didn't. Renoa, our daughter, is the one that discovered it. <laughs> yeah, obsessed with it. I'll follow Renoa wherever you I can, go. She got a bratwurst, or you can and you get, can get beer back there. Be. Yeah, you can go and get a German bratwurst wow. anytime you want. Quick service. It's just back tucked away. You know that little back cove where there's yeah. the mural right there is a quick service. I, and you can get uh, a uh, like their version of a hot dog. It's I forgot what it's called. A knockwurst. Uh, yeah, it was, it, yeah, yeah. And no, you can get sauerkraut. Like it's it, that's like all Spatel? they serve. Yeah, and th- that's all no. they serve. Like th- just those two or three things. <laughs> And I had no idea that existed until we sat back down there trying to figure out what to eat. And yeah. I and I was like, there's a quick service place back here. Yeah. And Renoa liked it. Sure. I love I love Renoa. And I love <laughs> Bratwurst. We gotta go there now. We have to amend yeah. this. We have to find out. I had what no time. idea. I had no idea either. So in case you had never realized that, you could go back there and get a German bratwurst anytime you want in German beer. You know, there is a dessert. There is a dessert menu. That's true, probably. Yeah. So um Yeah, a few buzz. Okay, buzz is over. Um so there, yeah. So we could do that all day. Favorite table service sit down restaurant at Walt Disney World. Um, my favorite is definitely, um, and actually I can't remember what it's called because there's two, and I actually have never been Mexico. In, it's Mexico. One of them is called San Angel. San Hacienda. Hacienda. Uh, thank you. Uh, mine is the one inside of the pyramid. That's San has that, and Angels. San Angels. Yeah. San Angels. Um, it's my favorite. That queso is oh my gosh. so good. Um, Mexican food is topped only maybe uh. by German food in my world anyway. This um, does include Disney Springs, by the way, in case you were wondering. Oh, no. Uh. no, but still. No, I still say, well. Dang it. No, I still say that. I still you can make, anything still you can make a reservation on the My Disney Experience app is considered here. Yeah. I mean... Uh, um, Wait, I can know. I change? Is Quick Service also included? Disney yeah, Spirit? Dang it. it. So you're talking about Morimoto's Quick Service. Yes, it is Street so food. freaking good. I choose that. I choose... Can I... I'll call a tie. I'll call a tie between San Angels and... Um, and then Raglan Road. Mm. And... And I think that's Whitney's favorite. Might have been. Sorry. Sorry to steal your favorite as my second favorite. So your what is your favorite uh, table service sit down? I like Tokyo Dining at dinner time, not lunchtime. Tokyo well, dining. I mean, I still like it at lunchtime. But my you can get the best view time. at Tokyo Dining. You can get the window view. Yeah, you oh, can upstairs. get a good view. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also like Morimoto Asia though. Nine Dragons Ramen. is underrated. Nine Dragons is so not good. Nine Dragons is good. Nine Dragons Morimoto is nine. Nine really Dragons good. is really good. Yeah. Morimoto is so good. Morimoto has more. We options. just stayed there the other night. Actually, the four of us. Yep. Uh, Whitney, what is your favorite? Uh, I gotta go with Raglan Road, and it's simply because of their fish and chips. Uh, they make an incredible house-made tartar sauce that is, I mean, unmatched. I've never and been there. It's wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, I'd only oh, been there for, that. for last year. For All right. Well, anyways, we'll right, be coming to you shortly with a review <laughs> of Raglan Road by the Donahoes. Um, we're going to put the podcast on a hold right now. We'll be back as soon as we get some Raglan Road. <laughs> All right. My favorite is Be Our Guest. It is a fantastic oh, dinner. Actually, that dinner is really good. It's good. Uh, it's a fantastic dinner. The theming is the best. You I really agree with that. Can I just choose every no everywhere? Wrong. It's not the best. San Angels is the best thing uh, of all time. Rainforest Cafe. Anybody? <laughs> There's two of them. <laughs> um, I've never been roared at in any other yeah. restaurant. Now, be our guest is incredible. Um, 
I just like the theming. I like the building. I like, you know, we went you the like year. The stuff? We went the year after. Actually, it is delicious. <laughs> we went the year after New Fantasyland opened, and uh, it was. So to me, it's just. Yeah, for our one year anniversary. Yeah, got exceptional food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Um, well, we actually went before we, uh, to New Fantasyland before we got married, and we went to the lunch. And then for our one year anniversary, we got dinner reservations. Yeah, it's different. So dinner is way different than lunch. It's still hard to get, um, but uh, I'm gonna give just because the, the food was really really good for dinner, and then the theming is hard to top. I think because yeah. all the rest of them, it's got the Disney magic along with the food. I think outside of like it's just we've really got good the different food. rooms, and then yeah, yeah. you get yeah. to meet the Beast. It snows like, out yeah. the window. We watched somebody get proposed to when we were meeting the Beast. The person in front of us, yeah. oh, they got they. Yep, so I saw it happen. Yeah, I thought it was the weird that the Beast was allowed to propose to somebody. But. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about well. yourself or the character? Uh, all right. Favorite resort to stay at that we've stayed at so far. So we obviously can't pick something we haven't stayed at. Um, so just, Abe? <laughs> Whitney's mad at me because she knows that I'm going to steal her answer. Um, just a quick rewind. Uh, Raglan Road's only my favorite. St. Angel's is my favorite because of the food. I just like the entertainment at Raglan Road a lot. Um, so this is going to... I'm not stealing from Whitney, by the way. Just I'm say just, it. I'm just first in just order. Just say but it. But it's Polynesian, obviously. Nah. Polynesian is the best. It's it, only because it is the actual best. I mean, it's the only reason it's our favorite mutually is because it is the best. Kate, <laughs> what's not the best? <laughs> I like the Polynesian Resort. I've never stayed there, but I wish that I would. Um, uh, the Caribbean. Caribbean Beach. Mm-hmm. Caribbean Beach is good. Um, yeah, okay, fine. Yes, I have to go with Polynesian. Because it's the best. It is the best. And we are. Uh, we joined the Disney Vacation Club right after we got married and bought into that resort because it was the best. And also because the, Dis- or because the Beatles... Uh, my favorite band of all time <laughs> broke up <laughs> in the Polynesian. Po- signed the papers to break up the band in the Polynesian hotel. Fun fact. Well, which is actually I thought you were going to say should make me hate the hotel, but whatever. More <laughs> famous moment: Nixon's "I'm Not a Crook" at the Contemporary, or but the Contemporary the is not as good well, as the for Polynesian. Me, the Beatles. Did you know that that signing, happened there though? Well, I don't care because so about Nixon, but I care a in lot the about Contemporary. The in the Contemporary Resort, because Richard Nixon is a was, I don't think he is much anymore, but he was, because uh, he's dead, uh, he was a huge Disney Parks fan. He actually opened the monorail with Walt Disney as vice president. And, Apparently so with oh, John Oh, that's on the Imagineers. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so. so he was in the Contemporary at one of the conference rooms and said, I'm not a crook. So there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, but the Contemporary is very not good. Yeah, also, yeah, don't, yeah, Contemporary sucks. Chef Mickey's. Beatles so. rule. Chef Mickey's, uh, yes. Polynesian rules. Caribbean Beach is the favorite that I've stayed at. Port Orleans Riverside is a close second. It's one of the most mm. beautiful resorts. Actually, that one was really good. When but stayed there. in just a... Bryant be- got his first tooth there. Our son, Bryant. Oh. Just to be different and not pick Caribbean Beach, uh, or I will say our time at Fort Wilderness was a very unique time. That was, that was a good fun. time. We did so the campsites. We did, we're going to do this again in March, and so we're going to do an episode about it. We're going to actually record from the campsite this time. Um... Fort Wilderness is my second favorite. So, uh, so it, it it offers a unique thing that's so special about Disney because you can golf camp, carts. 
You can camp without having to actually camp. Like, you don't have to go out and rough Boats. it in the woods. But what we Probably did... got the most amenities as what well. What we did those first, those few days... We visited the store many a time. We went, um, yeah. we got you the golf cart, the driving around, the sort of immersive idea that, like, you're away from they it all. They have a good pool? Yeah, we, the pools, The re- we actually just ate at the restaurant Trails in for Thanksgiving breakfast. It was really good. It was mm-hmm. really good. Um, we rented a, a boat and went around the Seven Seas Lagoon. It, it is an all incredible right. resort. There is yeah. a lot, and it's special. It's the only thing that Disney offers that no other place can. Right. Yeah. There's just a fully functional campground yep. on property. Well, the lodge is also incredible. I don't know if you've ever... Wilderness Lodge. The wilderness Lodge. <laughs> we were supposed lodge. to stay there, and then we had a baby. It's so good. <laughs> um, but that the lodge said, is really cool. That being said, camping there was probably, in a lot of ways, other than the fact that we thought that by the time we reached April, uh, the weather would have or was it? It, May was, or it was Memorial it, Day. It, it was, was Memorial Day. It was Memorial so, Day. So it was Day. almost June. So anyway, it was hot. It was very, very hot. hot. That being said, it was not enough. To take away from the experience. Waking yeah. up and using yeah. the grill to make breakfast. And yep. We had duck there. friends. We had duck friends. You <laughs> can, friends. You can. You can. It's it's just a really cool. Uh, and we didn't even do everything that you could do there. No. And also, it's it's, it's one of the more. And affordable. you do get yes. It's one of the more affordable. If uh, you're looking for a way to stay at Disney and get all the perks, because we got the magic we extra, extra magic, magic hours. hours. Yeah. Up until I joined DVC, the only resort that I'd ever stayed at was uh, the campgrounds, and I. Loved it then, and I lo- I love it now. Yeah. Well, I think we are over the hour mark now, and I think that'll do it for Oops. our favorites. This week on Main Street was our favorites. Of course, there's plenty more categories and topics that we could do, but we'll save those for another Main Street segment. But this week on Main Street, you got to know our favorites a little bit, which means we want to know your favorites. So we are on social media. Facebook, Twitter, we're at Magical Mouse Pod. Our email account is magicalmousepod at gmail.com. Of course, our website, magicalmousepodcast.com. We're on YouTube. Please get your favorites to us so that next on next the next episode at the top, why don't we read some of your favorites uh, as well? Everybody has their favorites, so please. And then Abel choose new favorites. <laughs> he will then hijack <laughs> and steal. Some of my favorites stayed the same. Polynesian is my favorite. Until you learn about... Everything else changed. Yeah, once you learn about Spooky Buddies, everything was out of <laughs> the window. Spooky so. Buddies is my favorite park. Sauce my favorite dogs. movie. My <laughs> favorite resort. My favorite fashion. So I think what we have... We understand is we Please have... Please change his mind. We've got to turn this off, watch Spooky Buddies, and get some Raglan Road. So we'll be right back <laughs> after that. But that was our favorites. Uh, I think... Are you? Are we all satisfied? Yeah. I feel like I... I all my favorites were my favorites. I hope so. I guess yes, I can whatever, say the same. Whatever you can gleam as my favorites. From this, <laughs> Good from luck. This recording, that's all Don't you. try to make a list. All right, folks, that'll do it for the Magical Mouse Episode 1. You got to hear about our favorites. Also, a little bit from Disney Imagineering, Disney Engineering, and what I thought, just spoiler-free thoughts, of Rise of the Resistance. Thank you so much for tuning into Episode 1. 
please get with us in between shows. This is going to be a twice a month bi-weekly show that we do here on the magical mouse but there's more social media at magical mouse pod on twitter go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash the magical mouse check us out go to our website the best place to find where to subscribe and all of that good stuff is if you go to magicalmousepodcast.com and you can see and hear from the team in between shows including youtube there is a ton of youtube videos where you can catch up from rise of the resistance media event plus some other just cool things we've taken to the parks over the years coming up is going to be a lot more youtube coverage we want to thank you for tuning in to our very first episode we are excited about the future of the magical mouse and we are very excited to share the magic with you if there's anything we can do for you please Feel free to email us, magicalmousepod at gmail.com. We'd love to get some feedback from the first episode. What do you think? Good, bad, ugly, any of it. Please get with us and give us your feedbacks on your favorites because we'll start off the show talking about some of your favorites. Thank you guys so much for listening. And let's share the magic every single day. Magical Mouse.